It's uh, good having uh, Oscar with us. And uh, also our other visitor from North Georgia. It's good having Ryan with us. And we're glad for him to be with us. And uh, just looking forward to what the Lord has for us today. Uh, Brother uh, Ron uh, did the uh, lesson for us this morning. Did an excellent job. He uh, taught on one of the lessons that I like personally. But sometimes I think people get tired of hearing it about deception. Not being deceived. And he talked about the deception of the Antichrist and the Antichrist's influence on this world today. It's here. It's here. Don't be deceived. We've been charged. Don't be deceived. Why are we being charged that? Not because we can't be deceived, but for us to make a, a definite biblical mindset to stay with the Word of God and not be deceived. Amen. All right. Sister Edward Watkins. Commonly known as Rebecca. Oh, no. All right, go ahead. All right, so we learned about David and how God does not look on the outward appearance, but he looks on the inward heart. And how he looked at David's heart, and we were talking about all the brothers that came. I made it comical if y'all just would go along with me. And every brother that came through, Samuel said, Yeet, not him. He brought the next one, Yeet, not him. But then when it came to David, he didn't look on his outward, at the big muscles, at what he looked like on the outward, but he looked at his heart, how he loved God, how he had a heart for God. And I'm thankful that God looks at our heart because. Some of you guys need to smile. Huh? Okay, instead of giving me an amen, everybody give me a nice big smile. All right, thank you. You know, it is easier, it takes less facial muscles to do a smile than to do a frown. So, uh, and not to mention it, it does more pleasant for us to look upon you whenever there's a smile. Amen. Thank the Lord. So do you think Jesus smiled? Yes. Or did he go around? No, he smiled. Huh? So I appreciate the Lord. Brother Robert, what was your lesson on this morning? Uh, we, we taught on the same thing. Uh, how that there are 
the appearance is and how you can be deceived. When something looks like a duck, acts like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's not always a duck. There is imitators out there. That's right. There are, there are people that will make you think that they're the right choice. You know, Jesse had eight sons and Samuel, the man of God, thought that they fit the bill. It says that Eliab, he, he looked at Eliab and was, that's the one. But God kept saying, nope, nope not, that not that one. Not that one. Because God knows what's on the inside. Amen. That's what we focus on the outside. It was a, it was a great lesson. Amen. So good. All right. Let's see here. Brother Jackie, how about you come receive our offering here this morning? Do appreciate your faithfulness in uh, helping support the church with your tithe and offering. We've, uh, we've got a lot of expenses that are going to be coming up. We appreciate everything you're able to do. Don't forget we do have revival uh, starting the first uh, Sunday of September. So please be with us during that uh, week. Uh, we're looking forward to Brother Johnny Gabbert coming and being with us. And don't forget also our Christmas program coming up. And so uh, I do hope Teresa and them already got it all under wraps and ready to go. But uh, we're going to need all the help we can get. So uh, we're volunteering you ahead of time. Amen. Amen. Oh my. All right. Brother Jackie, if you would receive our offering. Gracious upon the Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for this beautiful day that you have given us, Lord, to be in your house. Lord, it can be raining outside, but Lord, we're in your house, Lord, in your care. Lord, you bless this offer, bless this service, Lord, just have your holy and righteous way, oh God. Help us, Lord, to feel your joy, Lord yes. God, that you give us. Yes. Lord, Lord, yes. God, let us not take it for joy in Jesus. Lord. In Jesus' name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's not take it for granted. Thank the Lord. Amen. So, let's everyone stand. I think it'd be good for us right here, right now, to thank the Lord for what God has done for us. That we'd be able to be in church uh, this morning to come and to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So let's worship Him right now. Dear Lord, we thank You. I thank You and I praise You for all that You have done, Lord. You have been so good. Merciful, Lord. We know, Lord, You said where two or three are gathered together that You're in our midst. We've come, Lord. We want to worship You right now. We want to praise You, O oh God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank the Lord. All right. Sister Teresa, you got a good song? All right. Come and help me, guys. I thank the Lord for His goodness while Rebecca gets ready. Brother Jamie, testify. Well, I thank the Lord for all He's done for us, and uh, thank the Lord for all the good conversations we had on, on Friday when we went out. And he's been real good to me. Amen. 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 Anybody else? I'm glad for all these people. Look at our two brand new girls back there. I'm embarrassing them. They just look beautiful. You know, that might not mean, you know, when I first got saved, 
uh, my husband had bought me a pile of Clinique. Back then, it was about 300 bucks. And um, whenever I got saved, I mean, I wasn't changing for nobody, but my outward makeup was my guard to keep you from seeing me. And then the Lord dealt with me to take it all off and throw it away. $300! And so he began to deal with me that he wanted to beautify the flesh, the meat, with, you know, he wanted to beautify that. He wanted to let it shine for him. And he don't want it covered up with what Satan has in this world. And uh, to me, they're just beautiful. Both of them are. And I uh, won't embarrass them today. We're glad to have Ryan back. Everybody here, but the Lord He's has just been. Too. I can't call it beautiful, <laughs> but handsome, I reckon. But the Lord has just been so good. Uh, I thank y'all for praying for my dad. I got in bed this morning about one o'clock. Uh, but the Lord is good. And Oscar. And Oscar. Lord's brought him. All of you, the Lord's just been good. Um, I want to be in the place where He can use me. Uh, Rebecca's gonna try. We're gonna do this song. We've been doing it every Sunday. Uh, Y'all know it by heart, but uh, it's been on my heart a really good bit here late, uh, here lately. So we're gonna try, try again. I preached. <laughs> <laughs>
He's not filled your places with anybody else. Right. You may say, I'm old. Samuel was too. But the Lord used him as a prophet. That's right. And when that old man came walking up, one old man, you may say, well, I'm just an old man. A man in the church can't do nothing. But the prophecy of God was on that old man. Yeah. And he struck fear in the heart of all around him. It's because God talked to me. That's right. God talked to me. That's right. So as she sings this, I want you to listen to these words.
so glad that the Lord changed my life. Uh, there are some that have very dramatic changes in their lives. And uh, I had one in mind. The only thing was, you just have to live back in the 1980s. Uh, things were a little different back then. <clears throat> and um, things that, uh, I guess I guess I could say it this way, people just weren't out there like they were back in the 1980s. Uh, back in the 1980s, you had a certain way that you tried to look and all, and it wasn't too terribly bad compared to some today. But I, I'm going to tell you something. When you're a sinner, it doesn't matter how big your sins are. You're a sinner and you're lost. And, uh, and I was lost and undone, and I knew I was heading toward hell. But I thank the Lord that He came by and saved this old beach bum. Amen. Uh, walking up and down the beach most of my life. Swimming in the, in the ocean and all that. And, uh, and those were the good things. While the rest of my life was bad. But I appreciate the Lord. And I know that if He could save me, He could save you. <clears throat> and I appreciate what God has done for us. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to First uh, Corinthians chapter three. First Corinthians chapter three, and um, we'll start in verse ten. When you have it, if you would say amen. amen. And then stand with us as we read our text for this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 10. According to the grace of God which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereupon. A little uh, note here. Take, let every man take heed how he allows things to be built on your foundation. Yeah, that's right. Verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work what sort it is. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. And if any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so by fire. Here's the, here's the part I'm wanting to really get to. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If, ye, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, 
which temple ye are. Let no man deceive himself. If any man among you seem to be wise in this world, let him become a fool that he may be wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He taketh the wise in their own craftiness. Let's bow our heads. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank You for Your Word. And I thank You, Lord, for how You help us to understand who we are and what we are and where we have come from and where You want us to go. I pray, Lord, here this morning that You would anoint these feeble lips of clay. Put Your words within our mouths, Lord, that we may speak them. That, Lord, they may go quick to the heart that You're wanting to reach this morning. And that, Lord, uh, that we'll be more than just hearers of the Word, but we'll become doers of the Word. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, help me to stir a desire and a hunger in the hearts and the lives of those that are within the sound of my voice this morning. Come by and help us, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Here in these first Scriptures that I was reading to us, Paul and uh, uh, Apollos were having this, really wasn't between Paul and Apollos, it was between the followers of Christ but some of them were saying, I'm of Paul and I'm of Apollos. Folks, don't be a preacher Christian. Be a Jesus Christian, okay? Yeah. Don't be a favorite to just one particular preacher and yeah. you discount all the others because God's got other men out there. Yes, I want you to know that. And so he was telling them about the foundation and that foundation in our life is Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. What is your foundation? Is your foundation Jesus Christ? Or is it your own foundation? You can tell about whose foundation it is according to that little one-lettered word that you speak about a lot. I. 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 I want to tell you something. I, Jeff Butler, am nothing. I can do nothing on my own except Jesus Christ come and work in me and through me. I can do nothing good on my own. It's only by Jesus that we can. And so that foundation that we build needs to be a good foundation, which is Jesus Christ. Let Jesus be that foundation. Let Him build on it. Let Him fill out the corners. Amen. Make sure every spot is fully packed down like it's supposed to be. A good foundation. Because you know a foundation will either make or break the building you put on it. Okay? And then it's important on what you put on top of it. Notice, if any man, talking about what you're going to do with your life, how you live your life, the decisions you make, these are the things we build on our foundation which we made. Jesus Christ is that foundation. When you begin to build on it, what materials are you working with? Are you using gold or silver or precious stones? 
Or are you using wood, hay, stubble? What are you using on your foundation? Huh? What are you using on that foundation? Why gold? Gold is that which is pure. There's no deceit in it. There's no lying in it. There's no leaning a particular way trying to make the Gospel come your way. Silver is the same type. Not quite as precious as gold. For gold, you're going to have to dig deep. Dig deep into Jesus. Dig deep into His Word. Dig deep into those things that uh, will make you a pure Christian. Then there's the silver. Then there's the precious stones. Then there's the wood. Teresa and I, we got to where we do quite a bit of little stuff around the house now. And I'm always keeping my eye out for uh, Brother Jackie. Good scrap wood. Huh? I like that good scrap wood that comes right off of the, the uh, job where somebody's building a house and there's an extra two by four or something like that around. But I have seen places that were used where there was just a bunch, just a bunch of pallet wood. No offense, sister. Okay, I know you make good stuff out of pallet wood and, and all, but you don't want to make a nice house out of it. You don't want to make a house of God out of it. You don't want to make a tabernacle given unto the Lord out of scrap wood like that. Or hay, a hut. Reminds me of the three pigs, doesn't it, huh? One pig made his house out of hay. Remember? What did the big bad wolf do? He blew it down. The other one made it out of a, a wood, blew it down. You, you, you get what I'm talking about. What are you building? Is it pure? Is it holy? Is it righteous? Every man's work is going to be manifest. The Lord dealt with me way back here, back probably in around 89, 90 or so, and called me to preach. I've been preaching ever since that time. That's a long time. Probably before some of you were born. Okay? Thank the good Lord. I never stepped out on this woman. Never had an affair with somebody other than this woman all that entire time. Did I say that right? <laughs> uh, she's been my only one. I haven't robbed no banks. I haven't stolen from any Christian. I haven't uh, taken anything. By the grace of God, I haven't taken uh, the worship to myself. There have been people. You'll be amazed at times how people will come to a preacher and they just almost give themselves whatever you tell me to do, however you want me to do. I'll just do whatever you want to say. There comes a point in time in a person's ministry you say, that's not my decision to make. You need to pray. 
You need to seek God. And so, a lot of times, some, even some of you in here might have realized, you know, Brother Jeff, I came and asked you something and you told me to go pray. That's because you need His direction. Amen. You need that direction that is from on high. Amen. There are a lot of times I can tell you some things. If you come and ask me a simple question like, should I move closer to the church or farther away from the church? That's an easy one. Move closer to the church. Huh? Should I leave the church and go to another church? That's simple. You need to stay here. Come on. But Brother Jeff, I don't know how I got into this, but I'm into it over my head now. Come on. I would say this isn't in my notes, but I didn't take notes for this one this morning. Brother Jeff, I'm not being fed here at the church. Is it the preacher's problem or is it a heart problem on yeah. your part? Have you gotten to where you disrespect the ministry? You disrespect other people? You won't listen to the words that they have? You won't listen to good advice anymore? Well, it's going to what we're doing, amen, and how we're building ourselves up in our most holy faith. He didn't just say faith. I'm going to tell you, the Hindus, the, uh, the Muslims, they've all got faith. But the holy, righteous, correct faith. Oh, so that's yours, Brother Jeff? No, that's Jesus's. It's what He taught me. It's what He will teach you if you'll read this Word of God. I thank the Lord. There's no secrets in knowing how to serve God. There's no secrets. He's made it revealed to all of us. You want to know? Read the Word of God. May not, you may say, I can't understand the Word of God. Did you know there's a reason for you not to understand the Word of God? And if you don't understand it, you might be careful about which uh, commentator you read after too. Oh, yeah. Because they may not truly understand the right thing either. They may have a slant in one particular way or another. And so it is very important. It is very important for us to read the Word of God and to pray and to seek His will. Do you have a pure faith? Or is your faith predicated upon what you're getting? Yeah, come on. Now I say that because on one hand, our serving the Lord is to receive spiritual food. Right. But if we're trying to receive acclaim and recognition and notice and to be lifted up, when God hadn't called us, we got a problem. You're building with wood, stubble, and hay. We need to be building with gold, pure. Yeah. Can I tell you something? Have you ever come under extreme attack on what you believe? Huh? And in the end, uh, after that attack of what you believe and what you felt like you were, 
At the end of that, you found yourself with nothing. And I know this is not really good preaching for some folks, but you find yourself ready to go back out and do what you were doing before. You're giving up. No choice. You know, it's just, I'm tired of uh, fighting all this. Then you've only got wood, hay, and stubble. But when the pressure comes and the heat starts being applied to you, let me tell you something. Gold looks better on top of some wood. You say, Brother Jeff, what are you talking about? The Ark of the Covenant made out of wood overlaid with gold. Okay. So what I'm saying is every temple, every tabernacle's got some wood in it. But I'm going to tell you something. Whenever that flame comes through the test and the trials, y'all better hold on. This is not even my whole message. Uh, this was a side part. I don't know how I got into it, but Lord, I'm trying to follow you. But here's the thing. Will there be any gold left? Will there be any silver left? Wood and of itself, hay and stubble, of itself cannot melt gold. Did you know that? It can't. It's going to take a lot more heat and more air for it to melt. What is your experience built on? What's it built on? We need to build it on Jesus Christ. Amen. We need to build it on Him. Amen. I've said it many times, folks, follow me as I follow Christ. But I'm going to tell you, if I do something wrong, don't do that. Hello? Don't follow a friend or a neighbor or somebody else and if they go to doing something wrong, don't follow that. That's right. Huh? We're following after Jesus. I know in my life there's been times I've wanted to pattern my life after other people. You know, I'm sorry. Some of y'all probably don't even know who I'm talking about. Don Rich. Huh? Who wouldn't want to pattern their life like Brother Don Rich or some of these other great preachers that have gone before us. But you know what? In time, you begin to realize, I only want to pattern my life after Jesus. Yeah. Our work is going to be made manifest by fire. Some of this fire is going to be when we come before the Lord. Some of that fire is now. Right now. That's finished to part one. Are y'all happy? Hey, glory to God. Amen. Okay. This is what I wanted to preach on though. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God. Amen. The temple of God. In the scriptures, and especially in the New Testament, when the word temple is mentioned, it does not necessarily mean the temple of, uh, in Jerusalem, uh, uh, Solomon's temple, as they would say. There are other temples that were mentioned. 
most of the cases in the Old Testament when it talked about the temple, it was talking about Solomon's temple. But there were a few times it was talking about the temple of Baal or Moloch or some others like that. But here, here, it's not talking about the temple in Jerusalem. It's talking about the temple of God. A temple. A house. A place. A place where God dwells. Yes. A walking, living, breathing temple. Amen. 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 I, oh, I wish I could, could get this, this idea across to uh, uh, us. To be able to have Jesus in us so that when people see you in the store, they know they're a Christian. Not because they got a Christian uh, uh, sign on their t-shirt or on their coat or they're wearing a cross or something like that. That don't make anything. I tell you, I've seen some rough people who wore crosses. Huh? But to see the Spirit of God in another person. When the tough gets going, they, they are meek and mild. Huh? They overcome evil. How does that go? They overcome evil with good. Come on. That's the character of Christ. Amen. And so, Paul is telling us we are the temple of God. Huh? Does your temple contain the things within it that are pleasing to God? Is your temple that's within you, uh, do you have uh, on the walls of it? You say, Brother Jeff, there's not stuff like that. Oh yeah. You go back to the uh, old prophet uh, in the Old Testament it talked about he had to dig in that wall and when he dug into a wall, apparently it wasn't hardly no mortar there. He, he dug into that wall and there was a door. And when he opened that door, he stepped into this this room, and this room was the temple of of the leaders of the church at that particular time. It was their place of imagery. Oh Jesus! It's, it was their place of their mind. Right. And in that temple, it said they had all kind of abominable beasts there, oh. all kind of horrible things going on there. Amen. And it, and so. Our temple can be outfitted with things in it. When you eat something, you remember, well, do they still say you are what you eat? Yes. Is that still a common, huh? You are what you eat. Oh my. I've been eating a lot of Oreos lately. <laughs> but uh, you also are what you Consume spirits of lies. If you're consuming junk, spiritual junk, listening to junk, reading spiritual junk, that's what's going to be in you. There comes a time in your spiritual walk that you will become interested in Jehovah's Witnesses, 
Muslims, different ones like that. But you better be careful about all that you read about that. And can I say something? If you're uh, just been saved a year, if you've just been saved three years, you need to say with the Word of God. Right. right. Read the Word of God. You say, well, I read it. Read it again. Amen. Read it again. I'm going to tell you something. There are some things that uh, I have found reading through the Word of God, even though I sometimes I even had it underlined, but it didn't hit home right. until like the fifth, sixth, or seventh time of reading the Bible. Yes. Amen. We need to read the Word of God. We need to know that. And so, we need to be careful what we put in our temple. We need to put in things that bring glory to God. Huh? You know, when I first got saved, the way that I used to um, relax in the afternoon or kick back a little bit was to go get me some kind of drink. Hello? I'm not talking iced tea, guys. I put that away. So what do you relax with now? Huh? How do you unwind? Prayer can work unless you're really aggravated. Some of you know what I'm talking about. You get down, you're aggravated. You're trying to pray and you just keep coming back to that subject. And it's not helping. Every time. Every time you come back, you got something else that you can point out to God that they did that was wrong against you. Huh? So, getting the Word of God and reading the Word of God. Listening to good gospel music. Amen? Not headbanging music, gospel music. Amen? And we need to really connect. Huh? Connect. I saw one of the neatest little things this morning. I, I thought, now there's a connection. Old Aurora was sitting over here. And when Trinity come around... And Aurora realized there was a connection. Wasn't there? Huh? There's my friend! We need to know about that connection between us and Jesus. Uh, uh, I'm going to tell you the thing that's going to be the hardest for any Christian to keep and to keep going for a long period of time is this connection with Jesus. It's not a matter that uh, He's hard to contact. It's not a matter of that. But us, a lot of times, once we get that connection a few times, then we begin to ease off on it. It's not such a big priority. And we allow other things in this world to cramp us and to get in on it. But oh, that connection with Jesus is the most important thing that we've got. And it's through prayer and reading His Word. And that's what it's talking about. Amen. You are the temple of God. Amen. I want to tell you something. God is interested 
in your temple. I didn't realize this morning that uh, your lesson was about the heart. About the heart. That's good, you know. God does see our heart. But I want to let you know, God is concerned about the all of you. He doesn't just look at the heart. He looks at all of you. Because what's going on out here is actually a reflection of what's going on in here. Okay? Why do people frown? But it's a reflection of their heart. Huh? When some people go, while I'm preaching, it's a reflection of their heart. Huh? They're bored. Stiff. Huh? What's a re- when a person is looking, huh? Listening. Huh? It's a reflection of our heart. And we need to make that connection with us in Jesus Christ all the time. Do not be deceived. Do not notice this. It says, let no man deceive himself. That's the worst type of deception a person can have. When we deceive ourselves. And a lot of people through the uh, years, they'll deceive themselves. And I'm sorry if the shoe fits, wear it. If it doesn't, throw it over your shoulder. But if you have deceived yourself, you can still be sitting in the church all the way up to the rapture. And when the rapture comes, you'll be left and the others will be gone. Self-deception is the worst kind. Let me take up for you on your self-deception. The reason a lot of people deceive themselves is because if they didn't lie to themselves that it was okay, they wouldn't be able to sleep at They wouldn't be able to get along with themselves. They'd hate themselves so much they would want to go out and do something to themselves to destroy themselves. Never recommend that. But what I recommend is that instead of lying to ourselves, finding, being, having itching ears to listen to somebody else tell us what we want to hear, instead get a hold of the Word of God, a man or a woman of God, amen, and talk to them about it, but more so than that. Talk to Jesus. That's right. After a while, man's talk is useless. That's right. Sure is. It's not worth anything. You know? Sometimes you can tell your children, you know, how to take out the trash. If you're that particular, I'm afraid I am. I don't like them taking a trash bag and dumping the trash bag into my trash can. Throw the trash bag first, the bottom part, in first at the top, and tie the top. Huh? Someone else like that? We need to be particular about what we allow into our... We need to know Jesus. The reason... I'm sorry, don't, don't, don't take me wrong. Don't. But I'm afraid a large portion of people who raise their hand in America and say, I am a Christian, 
will not make it. And the reason why is because they have deceived themselves. They have counted themselves smarter than the Bible, smarter than the Word of God. They have become a fool. Let him become a fool that he may be wise. I had a long discussion with another minister of a different flavor uh, several years back, and we discussed. We were talking for almost two hours on a particular topic. And then he came back around and started right back at the beginning, starting to do the same thing. And I've already explained all of this, already explained all of this. And I finally just looked at him and told him, I said, I'm just sorry. I'm too dumb to see anything more than what I see right here. I'm too dumb. I'm just going to accept the Word of God. Or take anything away. Where are you at this morning? Are you a temple of God? Huh? When you look back behind you and you say, I tried the very best that I could. I've tried. Ask the Lord to show me. Huh? I'm talking about your life in the past. Your past Christian life. You ever look back on it? You ever look back and say, you know, I should have done some things a little better. I should have done things a little more like the Word of God. You will not go far. You will not stray far if you will stick with the Word of God. Well, Brother Jeff, what is the Word of God? It is what we as Christians commonly call the Bible. My preference is the King James Version. Huh? That's my preference. I'm not going to tell you that we have to read the King James Version to be saved. But it will sure help us when we're learning memory verses. Huh? And it will sure help us when we're reading certain things. I hear them quote other versions of the Bible. And I'm thinking, I know that verse. That's not the way I heard it. That's not the way I learned it. I'm going to stick with what I know and what's proven to be right. And the Word of God for us, the English-speaking people, I believe it's the King James Version. Sorry. I think I'm rambling now. I know. One, one other scripture. Turn with me over to First uh, Corinthians chapter six. First Corinthians chapter six and verse nineteen. What? That's what it says right there. What? 
Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. Ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It's not ours. It's the Lord's. Teresa, come get us a song. Well, Brother Jeff, in America, it's my body and I can do what I want to with it. It's my body and I can live how I want to with it. I'm 21. I can go where I want. I can do what I want. I can talk to who I want. If you're a Christian, it's not that way. You are the Lord's. You're Jesus's. He bought you with a price. All of those heartaches, all of the wicked things that I, I'll just use me, I got trapped in, bound by, He freed me. Heartache, I've been through a little. I've been through a little. But you know what? Jesus kept me. Because not only does He require things of me if I'm going to be His child, but He's promised stuff for me. Blessings. Help. Encouragement. I'm going to tell you when you're in the valley and you're fighting a big giant or you're fighting something terrible that's so much bigger than you and there's just no way you can do it, you can start remembering God's verses. There have no temptation taken you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted more than ye are able. And ye be able to bear it. Amen. But will with the temptation, I messed up that verse, but will with the temptation make a way of escape that you be able to bear. talks about taking all of our trials and all of our heartaches and turning it into something for our good. The devil doesn't tell you that because the devil can't do it. But Jesus will. He will take our darkest days and when you look back on it, it'll become one of your brightest spots in Brother Jeff, how can that be? Oh, when you look back and you think of the tenderness and the care and how Jesus 